following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Savannah Hugh Moeller, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And it's time to move on to Dolphins Week here on uh, Mick Shots. Bill Jones, Mickey Spagnola, Savannah Humoler, Everson Walls is out today, and it is the day after, but it's also six days before the next most important game of the season. Another one on the road. Yes, another one on the yes. road, and it actually the task might be more daunting this week than it was yesterday. Yeah, because that's I possible. Think the next opponent might be better. Might be, but then again, they might not be better. Mm-hmm. Might not be better. <laughs> you know, I really appreciate your enthusiasm yesterday on our <laughs> oh, group I, chat. I, yes, we and the breaking story here: Savannah has now she's she's arrived. She's she's now on the group text. Yes, <laughs> she's regretting giving out her phone number. <laughs> I was sitting there reading everything. I'm watching the game, and I'm like. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It was 24 to 3, okay, Mm -hmm. at the time you made some comment, okay. Mm -hmm. So it was 24 to 3, and and my comment was, we got them right where we want them, (laughs) in position to do exactly what we did in 2007, a 25-24 come-from-behind win. Yeah, but they had at least been somewhat scoring some points in, in that game, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, man. Is that the positivity that you were looking for at the time? Yes, because yeah. I was I was a little yeah you were a little down watching, in the dumps. watching the you and watching the game else. yeah. Here were my options yesterday. I uh, my family uh, parts of my family anyway. They um, for some reason last summer scheduled on sun on a Sunday afternoon in December. A uh, trip to the Polar Express in Grapevine. Oh, my. Which is a in, uh, Grapevine, Texas, is the Christmas capital of the world, is the way they describe mm-hmm. it. And so everyone loads up on a little train and you travel to the North Pole. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was scheduled for 4 30 yesterday afternoon. And oh, darn it, I can't go on the Polar <laughs> Express because I got to watch the Cowboy game. And I got about through the first quarter of the Cowboy game, and I wanted to get a reservation on the Polar Express. <laughs> I could I could have spent my afternoon much better had I gone on the Polar Express and gone to the North Pole. Very much so. Yeah, that was uh, yes, uh, pretty deflating. Um, and my take from that game, and I know everybody's making a big deal out of can't win on the road. They would have lost, to use Jason Garrett's line, they would have lost that game at home, away, the parking lot, or the moon. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter where they were. Uh, Being on the road doesn't mean that you've got to let some guy named James Cook (laughs) rush for 179 yards. 179 and the Bills as a team for 266 yards. 266. 
The only thing I can think of more than that was the playoff loss at the Rams for 273. Well, that 2000 season, the uh, the Cowboys uh, yeah, exceeded but, that. But that, that was, didn't count. That was that, a that wasn't that was a, a good bad team. team. <laughs> that was an awful that also team. got the defensive coordinator fired, and and Micah Parsons was drafted the following year. I mean, to fix this thing, they. They only had to throw the ball 15 times to score 31 points. 15. They didn't even have 100 yards. 94 yards yards passing. Not even 100 yards passing. (laughs) All this talk before the game, Dak versus Josh and all this stuff. No, it came down to some guy named James Cook. Which I found out, and I didn't realize he was Delvin Cook's yes, brother. We talked Cook's about brother. it last week. But, but he went to Georgia. The names are his name is James Delvin Cook, and Delvin's name is Delvin James Cook. <laughs> wait, wait, really? Yes. That's interesting. That is interesting. And however you want to slice it. They look like a... They it, acted like they didn't know number four. They must have thought he was a wide receiver or something. I don't know. They were allergic they, to tackling him. They just gave him the ball, whether it was to run the ball or to catch the ball. He was acting like a receiver half the time. Well, he did catch two passes for 42 yards, a long of 24 and I believe he had the eight was it eighteen yard touchdown? Yes. That they didn't bother to cover. Just let him float out there all by himself. Not that it matters at this point since the game is over, but what were his stats going back the past few games? I know we talked oh, about were, it a little bit were, last he's, week. He's been were they, since they were changed they play consistent? callers. Ever since Joe Brady became the play caller, he started using Cooks more. And and he singular cook. Cook. Yeah, yep. sorry. Well, it looked like there was a bunch of cooks out there. And there wasn't too many cooks in the kitchen for this one. <laughs> Some guy named James Cook. <laughs> Who only was good enough to get a scholarship to Georgia. <laughs> that that was probably a, a, a poor performance for what he did at Georgia in 79. Oh. It's one of those days. Well, but you know what? Their game plan reminded me of what took place in Arizona when they gave up 222 yards rushing. It's what it's what we couldn't believe the Giants didn't do when they played the Cowboys. Right. So just give the ball to Barkley. And they, they attacked the exactly. edges. They attacked the edges. The Cowboys acted like they'd never seen a, 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 a running back go to the edge. They didn't hold down the edge. And when they went big, and you guys have heard me say this before, two tight ends or a tight end and a fullback, the Cowboys are out there with a bunch of safeties, and they get out physical at the point of attack. At some point, sometimes you got to play three linebackers. And, you know, against these good teams that want to run the ball, and they obviously came in with the idea that they could run the ball on the edge of the Cowboys. And that's not a novel idea. People have done that before. And, you know, somebody was like, well, how did Mozzie Smith play? You know, I'm glad Mike McCarthy said, hey, this was a group effort. It wasn't just missing, you know, Jonathan Hankins. Jonathan Hankins ain't, ain't setting the edge. Um, yeah, I just thought they, they, they had their number. They had what they wanted to do, and they did it. Their defense just looked 
unstoppable. And then defensively, they 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 attacked the Cowboys up front. Dak ha- did not have the time of day in the pocket. Uh, he was rushed, um, and too many times he just had to throw it to throw it. That that might be the most passes broken up I've seen him have in quite some time. But guys weren't open the way they were playing their defense. So, yeah, um, that was not uh, not what you expected to see out of a team that had won five consecutive games. You asked, I think, before we came on the air here, uh, when the last time the Cowboys had a hundred and were held to a hundred and ninety-five yards. The San Francisco game this year, it was one hundred and ninety-seven yards. See there. So I'm going back in time to. F- to find the last time the Cowboys well actually you don't have to this game doesn't count Washington the end of the year last yeah, year was yeah. 180 or so so that one doesn't count because it was a meaningless game probably have to go to that last time they played what was the there was a what was the was that the end of the year the six to nothing game or something like that again those usually don't count yeah uh, no. Well, okay, here's one in 2020, okay, middle of the season against Washington. That 25-3 to loss, the Cowboys had 142 yards total offense. So there you go. That's the answer to that question. Yeah, 2020 doesn't count either. And, okay, but, since I'm on that 2020 you know, season. You know what you need to look up, and this will take way too much time. And 20, the last time a good offensive team, the Cowboys had only at, got 194 and, yards. And, and just switching over to the run defense, since I'm on that 2020 season right now, the Cleveland game, that was the, oh, what a. That was, was about 300. It was 49-38. Cleveland won. It was a 307 yards rushing that Cleveland had in that game. Wow. Arizona with Kyler Murray coming in here, 38 to 10 loss. They had 261 yards rushing. So Buffalo beat them yesterday. But those teams weren't 10 and 3. Arizona had a good team that year. No, I mean the Cowboys weren't. Oh, 10 okay, and three. Yeah, right. That was those were poor. And then Baltimore teams. that year. Remember that game? Oh yeah. COVID. Well, two hundred ninety-four yards rushing in that game. So just to put in perspective, remember how bad that was that year. Well, that's how bad yesterday was. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, and I don't want to hear anything about the weather. The Bills had to play in the same mess. Um, that's why they ran the ball so much and so well. A roof, a roof maybe, but they're not going to do it on their new stadium. And they're not used to playing in the rain uh, or practicing in the rain. When we pulled up, they've got a brand new, and I don't know when they built it, but it looks new, practice facility with an indoor practice field. In Buffalo? Yes. So, you know, they're not stupid. They don't go outside and practice in that stuff. Right. Well, you said off the top, when we were looking at Buffalo or Miami, which one has a better team, and they're two different type teams now that Buffalo has figured out what they need to do to win football games Mm -hmm. and maybe to go to where people have predicted that they might be able to go, and that is a more balanced offense. And that's what they've done with the change of their play caller. But you go back and look at their season this year, they are 8-6 and right now. And remember in their season opener, they lost to the Jets on a punt return in overtime by Xavier Gibson. 
So that is a game that, that that's like an Arizona game for them. Okay. And they somehow lost at New England 29-25. Okay. So there are two games on their schedule. I mean, if it goes according to chalk, okay, they should have won those right. games. I mean, just based on what they have on their team, okay, that puts them at 10 and 6. 10 and 6. And, I mean, yeah. yeah. What they're 8 and it puts them at 10 and 4. four. 10 yeah. and 4. Their other games, they lost to Jacksonville 25 to 20. They lost at Cincinnati 24 to 18 when Cincinnati had Joe Burrow. They lost to Denver 24-22, and the Broncos were on their hot streak. And they lost to Philadelphia 37-34 in overtime. Overtime. And these are all so these are all Which is a game one they score won. one score games that could have gone either way. Well, now they have figured things out. They they also lost two key defensive players. Their their best defensive player, linebacker Matt Milano, in early October, and they lost uh, Tre'Davious White, their cornerback. And they have figured out now how to win games by running the football as well. Mm-hmm. And now they're in a position where, and as. Uh, they talked about during the broadcast yesterday, this is a team in the AFC you don't want to face. Now, you look at Buffalo going forward. They got the Chargers this week, okay, so they're 9-6. and six. They got New England next week, so they're 10-6. and six, And then they go to Miami to close out the season. Miami's got Dallas and Baltimore the next two weeks, and then they get Buffalo. So you're telling me they have a chance so to I'm win tell, that So I'm East. telling you that the NFL should go ahead and flex <laughs> Buffalo-Miami to the Sunday night game to end the season. Would it and, be a bad idea? Because that's going to be for the AFC East. And Buffalo is in a great position now to get to where people projected that they might be able to get yeah, by that, the end of the season, which is the Super Bowl. That's that's the team that the Cowboys faced yesterday. It's also, as we talked about last week, an offensive line that has lost no games, no starters uh, to injury throughout this season. And they look like it, too. Exactly. And right. it, it makes a big difference when you've got a healthy team at this time of the year. I was going to say – they looked outstanding yesterday, and they gave Josh Allen, although he didn't have a crazy amount of passing yards yesterday, they gave him the ability to escape, and nobody was getting to him. They they protected Josh Allen. Buffalo was able to well. dictate whatever they wanted to do on offense, on defense, on special teams. Yeah, <laughs> and there's a lot of that to get to, also. Yeah, because the not only did they play well. They had a bunch of key plays repeatedly go their way in that game that you in the probably could half of the game. It, it the was half. and and we have figured out with this Cowboys team and the way it is built that you better get ahead and you well you better not fall behind by a couple of touchdowns, which is what happened in yesterday's game. And there are different reasons, not just the run defense why they that game slipped away from them in the first half yesterday in Buffalo. And we'll get to all that and much more when Mix Shots continues in a moment. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap at the Prescott who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With Blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. 
Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Did you know that responding to one spam call can lead to more? Or that the IRS would never ask for your social security number on the phone? Beat scammers at their own game by subscribing to AARP Fraud Watch Network alerts and texts. At aarp.org slash beatscammerstx, you can sign up to receive information that helps you recognize and avoid the latest scams. That's aarp.org slash beatscammerstx. To shots. K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, the official roofer of the Dallas Cowboys. All right. And uh, Savannah has a question she wants to pose here in a moment. But Mickey wants to start this segment as we dissect what happened on Sunday. Well, the Cowboys got some good news about a half hour before the game that they had made the playoffs. But then after that, there was a coin toss, Mickey. And the Cowboys won the coin toss. So more good news. Won the coin toss. And the team that leads the league in scoring has a quarterback that leads the league with 28 touchdown passes going into the game. He's second in quarterback efficiency. And the Cowboys defer. Now, why not take the ball since number one, you're 5 and 0 when you score on your first possession regardless if it's the first possession of the game or your first possession and the fact that you play well when you have the lead so why give the opponent a chance to score first and now you got to play catch up because when the cowboys have the lead and teams have to play catch up they can't sit there and just run, 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 run. At some point, you got to throw the football, and that leads into what the Cowboys do best. But no, they deferred. And what happens? Immediately, within <clears throat> six minutes and 54 seconds, they're behind seven to nothing. Immediately. And then it gets worse 14 to nothing, then 21 to three. Why don't you take the ball and try to score and put them in catch-up mode? I don't get it. The analytics say, well, you want the last possession in the first half, which you're not guaranteed, and the first possession in the second half. Well, what happened? 
the Cowboys could have had the last possession in the first half, and they didn't get very far and had to punt. And they got the first possession in the second half, and they got to the 39-yard line and had to punt. So deferring did nothing to help you other than get you behind. And one of the reasons that they couldn't do anything at the end of the first half or the beginning of the second half, they were already behind 21-3, to and the, t- and the opponent knew they were going to throw the football now. Just why don't you take the ball? I don't get it. I just don't get it. And I gave you the, the, the stat last, last year. There were 250 deferred on the winning the coin toss, and only 22 times have teams taken the ball. Doesn't make any sense but to me. To me, you're scoring. You can score. And they've been scoring. The last three games, the first possession, they scored points. And, and, and they deferred. Okay, we're going to play to our defense. Well, that didn't work out so well. Well, do you think that they learned that lesson from this game? Do you think, let's say we go into this next week. And they win the toss. And we win the toss. Maybe they, I don't know if they thought maybe the weather was bad and it's like, okay, we'll play defense first. Maybe they'll, you know, cough it up and they won't be able, but the. I just or just the, to test out to see what Buffalo's offense was coming out with. But this, they came in hot. This whole game is about the football. And you give it away. It's not a turnover, right? Mm-hmm. But to me, it's a giveaway because you just gave it to them. Well, and as it turned out, Buffalo drove down the field. And they used a lot of run plays to drive down the field. And they face a third and four at the six-yard line. They throw an incompletion in the end zone. And Demarcus Lawrence gets called for rough in the passer. And, boy, he didn't get his money's worth. Mm-mm. I mean, come on. Jeez. He put, it, he put a forearm to the guy's chest. And he six five, two hundred and what, 35 pounds. And he but goes, he immediately pointed to his head. Yeah, he acted like he got hit in the head, <laughs> which he didn't. Or he got face masks, which he didn't. And the guy fell for it. So that gave him a first down. And, and, and not only that, they stopped. And I'm not saying they were going to have a goal line stop stand at the two. But on the second play... After they held them to one, they stopped Murray, and and they mm-hmm. did not blow the ball dead. His momentum was stopped, and they let him go with it. Oh, I'm watching my words. Push <laughs> that such and such pushing thing, pushing. So he, it, okay, he was stopped. So now it's seven nothing, and now you're getting the football. Yeah. Okay, so you got the football. And, and on third and six, right. Dak goes for 13 yards, and then Taylor Rapp hits him. He slides, and Taylor Rapp hits him, and then Zach Martin comes over, and it's offsetting penalties. And he didn't get his money's worth either. Mm-hmm. See, I liked, in a, in a way, when that was happening, I liked seeing Zach Martin step up and set the tone for, hey, like you're hitting our quarterback, but I think it was just like the amount of aggression he came in with because they had thrown the original flag for unnecessary roughness on Dak and then it came to Zach Martin so it was if he would have backed off a little this might be a different story but it was it ended up being a push right exactly the 15 you didn't get the fifth because of that you would have had the ball okay you would have been in the same place right no you okay if Zach doesn't do that then you're at 
the bu- it's a 15-yard penalty, and you're at the Buffalo right. 43. Well, on the next play, the Cowboys completed a pass to CD for 15 yards. You're at the 43. So you're at first and ten. One play later, you're at first and ten at the 43, and the Cowboys ran it to Pollard twice, facing a well this, on the second one a holding call on Tyler Smith. Uh, set them back, make it second and 17. And then it wound up being a sack and a punt. And then Buffalo gets the football back. Cowboys actually stopped them. Stopped them. It was a three and out. But then the Cowboys can't do anything. And Zach Martin gets hurt on the ensuing possession. And now we come to the Buffalo possession and that started at their 14 yard line. And hang right there. So they had two possessions, right? Two punts. Mm hmm. That's one more punt than they had in the previous two games combined. Yeah. Okay. Fourth and eight, 26 yard line. Sam Williams comes free on the punt. And he's, I was already writing down block punt because when the, he punted one, when the guy punted, he did one of those end over end things. So I said, oh, he got the ball. And then the punt kept going and going and going. And I said, well, (laughs) he didn't block it. How did he miss the ball? I that was the turning point because, for me because it gave Buffalo the possession again of the ball going into the second. But the force that Sam Williams came in with, it almost was. It looked like it was about to block it, but it he just came in over on top of our of their punter. So how did he miss ba- it? Technique. But he came right up the middle. No, but like he the jumped, speed must he, have been he too jumped, much. He jumped high in the air, and so the ball goes under. If you, with technique, you go for, you dive for the foot, and then number one, you're not going to rough the punter, and number two, you're going to block the punt. But you're when you jump like that, it comes down to discipline. You have to be disciplined to use the technique that you're coached to use in that situation. It comes down to discipline. Even though we don't agree with the roughing the passer call on Demarcus Lawrence, you have to understand the situation that it's third and four, and if you got a rough in the passer, you're giving them a first down. Right. You have to, even with Zach Martin, even though we like the fact that Zach defended Dak on that, mm-hmm. you have to have discipline and not – Use your headgear into a, a, an opposing player because you're mad, whatever. J. Ron Curse, you're facing second and 19. They have a second and 19. It's an incomplete it pass. And you can't, you have to have discipline and know that they're looking to c- throw flags on penalties like that. And those, and those, these are, for the most part, the three veteran players with Curse, Martin, and Lawrence, where you have to have discipline in big game situations like that, knowing that this could give them a first down and take away the good play that you just made. And well, you're and asking too much for, for I know it's Sam I, I know it's the heat. figure yeah. that to out. To be right. disciplined right. in that area. Right. So, Cuz if he was a left-footed punter, he smothers the punt and it could have been a touchdown. And so all of this, I think all of this is a great lesson for this team to learn it's as they're in tight one. games. They have not been in tight games all year. Right. That could have been a tight game if you don't make the mistakes that you made in the first half of the game. Um, I mean, you, even the way they ran the ball on you, you could have kept it within striking distance. First half, with the penalties, what did we lose in yards? Um, Does anyone know? Yeah, I've got it. Um, Good question. 
it was the penalty yards were it's it was just four penalties for 43 yards. Yeah. But they were costly. They were they were Extremely the, the timeliness, three. The, the untimeliness of the penalties. Well, three. Well, there was three of them, right? For fifteen. The Zach. Well, didn't the one with Zach Martin offset? Yeah, that offset. one. So that, one so that would have been that, four, that would have yeah. been fifteen more, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, that one didn't count. Yeah. So. But how did he miss the ball? <laughs> so, so that's so, a game changer. And now pose your question. So then I believe this was second quarter, correct? Mm-hmm. The pass from Allen to Diggs. Right. And you see this play happen, and all of a sudden they show the replay, and you see the ball come out. And it's recovered by Dallas. I believe it was was it? Wilson. Wilson. You see him get the ball, and then all of a sudden you see him set up again, and they snap the ball. The other, no the, well, the other part on that. You saw Stefan Diggs mm-hmm. motioning to his bench, hurry up, hurry mm-hmm. up. <laughs> you, yeah. When I saw Stefan motion to his bench, let's go like this, mm-hmm. you know, hurry up, he knew he had fumbled. And it, oh, yeah. You know, and, See, but and the problem is the Cowboys bench is on the opposing, the opposite sideline, so they don't have a, a look live at the play. It would have been right in front of them if on the Buffalo bench. That's why Buffalo knew we got to go quick here. Mm-hmm. And and then you're in the opposing stadium, Mickey. You were there. I'm. Sh- I assume they're not showing replays of Absolutely it in the stadium. Correct. Yeah. And so then you've got to very quickly have communication from upstairs. Throw the flag. And it didn't come down in time because Mike said he had his hand on the red flag, right. ready to throw it. But by time they said yeah, they had already snapped the ball. But my thoughts are. The dude up in the replay booth, if he sees what you saw and they're signaling, we got to hurry up, you think he should look at it? You know, I, buzz down and say, I got to check this. I just have a question. Because they do have the option you, to yes, do that now. Yes. Would, would it have make, made sense if they took a timeout in that scenario? Could they could they, they take a timeout in that scenario? It's it just happened so go, fast. Go back and be like, this is what happened on the previous play. Would that have made sense to take a timeout? They they could have, but th- that di- didn't um, that didn't ensure that they would have looked at the play. Mm-hmm. And if they did, they, well then you and could you throw were the wrong, flag. and then you lose both timeouts. Well, yeah, but, unfortunately. But if, yeah. Uh, but anyway, y- your point is well taken. They had the ball, right? They had the ball. So at that point, it was a 14-3 to game. And l- let's say the Cowboys do challenge. They get the football back. They would have had it at the 47-yard line in Buffalo's end of the field. But see, and, and, then here's, and then here's what happened with the curse thing, right? Because they're hurrying up. Mm-hmm. Cause Allen to get sacked. Mm-hmm. They lose nine yards. Yeah, and now second it's and second and nineteen, yep. and then they get the personal foul for fifteen yards for roughing or unnecessary hit. So it was a double whammy there, right? Where you don't throw the flag, what would have been a turnover for you, and then one play later, what after an incompletion, which would have made it third and nineteen. And the way they were throwing the football yesterday, they weren't going to convert third and 19 unless you right. commit a penalty, and the Cowboys gave it to them. And now it's 21-3, mm-hmm. as you said. As they completed that drive. Yeah. 
Of course, it doesn't mean just because Curse committed the penalty that they have to be able to go the last 47 yards for the <laughs> touchdown, but they did. Yeah, Because um, you can't stop the run. And then it was a four-yard run, a nine-yard run, a nine-yard run, and then Cook up a, for 20, a 20 where Deion Dawkins down. just pancaked Damone Clark yeah. at the goal line. And then they get the one-yard run, but you knew Allen was going to take it, right? Second, so they got two second and goal touchdowns. Yeah, short yardage, right on the goal line. And but there was another one thirty-six left, and the Cowboys got one first down and had to punt with thirty-four seconds left. And so that reviewed the first half for you. <laughs> <laughs> and really, we only have one more quarter to go, and. I don't know if we even need to do it because they had a eight minute, eight and a half minute possession, I believe, and they just ran out the third quarter. Which was twelve runs, two pass plays, and then a field goal. In that they went from ten fifty four left in the third quarter to two thirty six left in the third quarter. Eight twenty two. Eight that what it was? Eight twenty two drive. Fifteen plays. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get off the field. Yep. And so it goes. On to Miami, next here on Shots. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite in the cooler. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Did you know that responding to one spam call can lead to more? Or that the IRS would never ask for your social security number on the phone? Beat scammers at their own game by subscribing to AARP Fraud Watch Network alerts and texts. At aarp.org slash beatscammerstx, you can sign up to receive information that helps you recognize and avoid the latest scams. That's aarp.org slash beatscammerstx. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Back, back, back. to Mick Shots. 
tis the season for youth football and dance camps presented by Invisalign. Don't miss your chance. Learn from the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and former NFL players at AT&T Stadium on December 22nd and 23rd. Celebrate the holidays with the Cowboys. Register today at DallasCowboys.com slash camps. Okay. You want some good news? Yes, I do want some good news. Hopefully it's on Zach Martin. Yes, I heard it. It, uh, you know, on second look or whatever, and they had it wrapped up. His, he had uh, strained his quad. Uh, they think he might be able to be okay to go this this week. He probably can't get in much practice, mm-hmm. uh, but there's a chance that it's not like season ending or anything like that. And you know what? For the most part, I thought T.J. Bass did okay. There was one play that they got a sack on. He just fell down. He slipped and fell. The guy didn't even touch him. And that put two guys against Terrence Steele. And he got one, and one came free and ended up in a sack. And then the other good news is the Cowboys are going to the playoffs. Yes, they are. Clinched. Clinched with a little help from their friends. So I got this sheet here, if anybody can see it. And it's got all these scenarios on how they could have clinched besides just winning on their own, right? Uh, And before the game started, so there were 13 other scenarios that had to take place for the Cowboys to clinch a playoff Mm -hmm. before they even played. And the fifth scenario and the eighth scenario came true. (laughs) Which were? Fifth one, they needed Green Bay to lose, which they did. They needed Atlanta to lose to Carolina, which they did 9-7. Was that right? Last uh, second field goal. And they needed Detroit to win the night before, which happened. Also, they needed Tampa Bay to lose, which they did. Minnesota to lose, which they did. And Detroit to win, and that happened. So they doubled up on scenarios to clinch a playoff berth without having to win themselves. So basically what it means is if the Cowboys would lose out and finish 10-7, and they still would be in the playoffs. Amazing enough. Okay. There is some unfinished business from Week 15, though. Okay. And that would be tonight. The Cowboys need the Seattle Seahawks to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know how much more help you can get from your friends, right? I mean, and um, I'm looking, and I need to to get the latest on Jalen Hurts. As of yesterday, he was was on the injury report, questionable with an illness. I thought I heard he was traveling separate from the team which makes a lot of sense. If he is battling an illness, you don't want him on the flight where other people are getting sick too. Um, But anyway, um, it's a big game for the Cowboys tonight. Yes, it is. Because? Because as it stands right now, after losing yesterday, the Cowboys need the Eagles to lose two of their last four games in order to have any chance of winning the NFC East. If they lose tonight, then they just have to lose one of the three left against the Giants or Arizona, which well, is still a tall order. Yeah, and you're you're getting ahead of yourself because the f- first tiebreaker is head-to-head, which doesn't count. The second tiebreaker is division record, 
which um, if they lose to um, the Giants in one of those two games and the Cowboys beat Washington, they got a better division record, right? That's the second tiebreaker. The third tiebreaker, I think, is strength of schedule. And then it's the— So you're going to tell me that they that it's okay if Philadelphia beats Seattle tonight because it's not a division game? I'd just like to see them lose. No, they, they still have to lose. The Cowboys would have to win out. Right. Oh, sure. And then yeah. they that, need to lose another game. And that would be— Eagles would have to lose another game. Yeah, and that would they, be another— Just N- one of their last four? That would That would mean they lost another NFC game. Right. And the Cowboys have lost two. Okay, explain to me. Uh, just explain to so me. So if they lose to the Giants. Well, the Cowboys have lost three uh, NFC all right. games. Just explain this to me, Mickey. Mm-hmm. Is it possible? Tell me the scenarios where it's possible. Cowboy, it's a given. Cowboys went out. Yeah. Where the Eagles only have to lose one time and the Cowboys win the NFC East. Yeah, Which, because they uh, would be tied, right? The same record. Okay. And then the next the next tiebreaker is head to head, which they split, and the next tiebreaker is division record. Okay. So if they lose, so the Cowboys are okay. already ahead of them. Okay. Right. Exactly. The half game. Right. So they need to win their next two division games against the Giants, and the Cowboys would have to beat Washington, which we're assuming. So now it goes to the third tiebreaker, and I swear it's strength of schedule. So we'll see what happens on that. This up. And that that has to tracking. <laughs> and then the next one, I believe, is the conference record, and the Cowboys would have three losses in the conference. They would have, say, they lose. Well, the, all their next games are. Conference games? Yes. They've got Seattle, they've got the Giants, they've got Arizona, and they've got the Giants. Giants. Okay. So um, they would would win on that for sure because um, if if they – well, no, because if they lose, they'll have a loss to the Cowboys, a loss to Seattle if they lose Mm -hmm. to Seattle, and then the previous loss was the Jets. Yep, out of conference. So they would only have two conference losses. The Cowboys would have three. Right. The so Arizona would, game so comes they back would to haunt that. Yeah. yeah. So it's got to play out. That's, that's why I was contending they needed to lose twice. Well, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I'm pretty sure the conference thing is the fourth. But I haven't, I haven't studied it all the way through. Oh, I'm not so I'm, even I was hoping you had. <laughs> I, I did. I mean, I, I studied the scenarios. So we're big Seahawks people tonight. That would that would certainly help. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Geno Smith. If, if, he's, Gino. if he's healthy. <laughs> Who's not playing? We'll see. He's oh. not playing for sure. Right. Well, Jalen Hurts might not be playing either. Drew Locke. <laughs> Watch out. One way or the other. All right, anything else from yesterday in your journey to Buffalo you would like to share with us before we truly move on to Miami tomorrow because we do not need to dwell on this thing any longer? Um, I'm thinking Although there we was... will be dwelling on it because Everson will be back and he'll dwell on it. And then, yeah, <laughs> anything else I wanted to chew on after giving up 30-some points in two of the last three games. Let me just ask this question. If we hit the reset button today... 
what does that reset look like this week for the Cowboys? Meaning? Meaning, what do we need to do this week oh. in preparation as far as hitting that reset button? We have another road game ahead against a huge opponent. Reset button, is it injuries, I know, penalties? And along those lines, the run defense. Yes. Okay, I know what was said after the game, and I'm not pointing fingers at any one person or anything, but Jonathan Hankins makes a difference, right? I, I agree. But when you're attacking the edge, Hankins is not on right. the edge. right. And so this is a matter so of what discipline to, what, on the defensive ends. And they played. Which is the issue that the, the Cowboys ran into against Arizona even. Right. Was not setting the edge. And they tried. I, I know they. I was going to look at the, the snap count. Uh, they tried using Chauncey Goldston a little more at uh, defensive end. I believe uh, that's where he was. Um, Colston, he had 41% of the snaps. Um, they got, they've got him listed a defensive tackle, but I saw him uh, at end quite a bit. And the fact that they keep putting Micah Parsons on the line of scrimmage, and he ended up with one, was it one tackle and two, one? I think it was two, two assisted total, tackles. Two assisted tackles, yeah. That's it. Zeroed out. Mm-hmm. Got taken out of the game. They they made him play the run, and so yeah, he he said, yeah, it's mind boggling how we can't win on the road or against good teams, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and I'm with you. I don't care whether it's home. Road. Yeah, the biggest difference that this team has not been able to play as well on the road. It's who they're playing on the road. That's right. Exactly. I mean, they they played San Francisco. They lost to San Francisco. Philadelphia and Buffalo. All three teams have been picked by somebody along the line mm-hmm. to go to the Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that's they didn't play. They played Philadelphia at home and they won them. They won at home, but Philadelphia wasn't playing the same last week at home uh, when they played them here right. as they were a month earlier. They wasn't the same team as what it was a month earlier. Well, they've only played three teams with winning records at the time at home. Right, the Jets were one and zero. Philadelphia had a winning record, and Seattle was six and five. Is that right? And Seattle, Seattle had won in six weeks now <laughs> yeah, yeah. until tonight. <laughs> We've got our hopes until on them win, today. winning tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's just been an, a lot easier home schedule than, yes. than what the road schedule has been. Exactly. And they have, and they put up numbers against bad teams on the road. But it's and the, again. Go back to the Arizona game. They were playing without three offensive linemen. And I don't care if they weren't playing without those three offensive linemen on any of the home games, they're not putting 40 points up on the board on any of those And they really didn't play bad at Philadelphia. They were within inches of winning the game. It was a nip and tuck game. Yes, exactly. So we got this Buffalo game and the San Francisco game. Right. Basically is what they have to look at and say, okay, now why did we lose this game? It wasn't because they were sleeping in a hotel room. Uh, it wasn't because they had to take a flight. That that, that it's fallen behind, yes. and and then falling uh, further victim, behind. <laughs> victim to mm-hmm. a physical run game and a weird and all those weird plays we pointed mm-hmm. out that kind of turned and the game around. Penalties and the penalties. Mm-hmm. All right, 
See, we got it. We figured it out. We have. Now they just need to figure it out. Okay, we'll back at you again uh, tomorrow at noon here on Mix Shots. Go Cowboys. (laughs) This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!